You're listening to WEHC 90.7 FM, and this is Art Speaks, a program presented by the William King Museum of Art. I'm Lakin Bridges, Director of Higher Education, and will be the host for this episode. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, WKMA is an art and culture museum in Abingdon, Virginia. You can learn more about everything that we do at williamkingmuseum.org. And now for today's show. I'm here today with two local artists, Brett Cook and Richard Graves. How are y'all today? Good. Happy to be here. Doing well. I'm really great to, to have you here today. So um, y'all are friends of the museum. You've uh, worked with our summer camps and you've done some events at Art Lab. Um, I see you a lot around Laura Blankenship's studio and um, even work with us and come in for different art classes, drawing classes. Uh, so you're definitely friends of the museum and friends of Art Lab. And you've also curated an exhibition that will be coming up soon and featured in Art Lab's gallery. So we're going to talk about that today. But before we get into that exhibition, um, I want you all to tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, who you are as artists, and what your interests are as artists. Um, I'll start with Brett. Um, Brett, I know you're a professional artist, and you told me you're an amateur dancer. That's right. <laughs> and uh, specifically, you're interested in, uh, you're a comic creator, you're an artist, you're into um, kaiju, you're a kaiju en- enthusiast, and you self-published comics, is that correct? That's right, yep. So tell me more about uh, the work that, that you create. Um, primarily as a comic book artist, I do stuff that's very science fiction and horror oriented. Plus I do like little personal zines about weird emotional things like anxiety and entropy. Um, and then as a painter, I focus a lot on figurative work. I'm the founder of a local figure drawing group that Richard's a part of called Defining Bodies. And so that, that's a big focus of mine, I guess, a big, a big obsession. And I've been dancing for about a year now, and that's making its way into my art as well. And crisscrossing, the two are crisscrossing a lot now, more than I expected them to, which is really fun. I love to hear that. I'm always excited to, to work with and talk to cross-disciplinary multimedia artists um, I, I too am an amateur dancer, <laughs> but uh, it's it's really exciting to hear that that your your interest in uh, visual art and dance are kind of coming together in different ways. So I, I look forward to seeing how those might the kind of projects you might come up with uh, that include those two. Um, and you also have a show coming up, don't you? Yeah, um, it's my first solo art show since 2018 called With Our Bodies. Uh, It just went up at Salt of the Earth, and um, it'll be up all through May. The opening reception is this Friday, May 6th, from 6 to 8. It's very much, it's a show of figurative paintings that are, some are very figure-drawing influenced, some are very dance-influenced, but it's just kind of, I guess, a, a celebration of diverse body types and the way we experience our, our surroundings and our life through, through our bodies. I can't wait to see this show. Um, 
I really love figurative work, and I've enjoyed seeing the work that you've developed for this show here and there. Um, so I'm definitely will be heading down to see your work um, at the Salt of the Earth probably several times through the month of May. <laughs> yes. And uh, Richard, I know that uh, from your website, I read a little bit about uh, you and your biography. You describe yourself as a neo-Appalachian artist and um, that your work emphasizes portraiture and figure drawing as well as the surreal. And what really struck me was you talked about how you look for ways to illustrate the ghosts of things that haunt us. So Richard, tell me a little bit more about yourself as an artist and um, uh, explain to me the, the mystery of the, the ghosts of things that haunt us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my bio changes depending on who I'm talking to and what the <laughs> venue is and I'm very much still trying to find myself as an artist. I'm still so young in my career. Um, a lot of times the art I create is so wildly different and the way I communicate it is too. Um, I was actually come from a background in broadcast journalism and I used to be the general manager of, of this station and I had been doing art shows um, on weekends and at night and trying to teach myself and had kind of thrown myself into that passion um, around 2015. And then in 2020, I had kind of had this an idea in my head of I kind of want this to be my primary focus on my on my life. I want to give this my full energy. I had been budgeting and saving and planning a little bit, waiting to see if the right, right opportunity came up. And then in 2020, I decided that I kind of just need to do this for myself and kind of make this jump and kind of throw myself out there. And I remember as I was walking to the human resources office, I was thinking to myself, I hope this thing on the radio doesn't become a pandemic and this whole thing doesn't become a big deal. It was the last week in February. And then, you know, a week later, everything started shutting down. And, um, it was a big moment of transition for me, um, and I feel like a lot of my work thus far in my career has focused on portraiture. It's focused on other people, and in a lot of ways, it's been kind of in surreal and distorted ways, and I think that comes from my appreciation of coming from a journalism background, working in a radio station, trying to tell other people's stories. You know, the programming here at WEHC is so diverse. There's social justice, there's writing, there's music programming, there's all kinds of connections to um, academic programs at the college. Um, you know, I really went in with that kind of big range of interest and wanted to apply that curiosity and that storytelling um, to my art. And, you know, being completely isolated at the beginning of my career, I started drawing a portrait a day. And that's how I felt connected to other people. Um, Brett has been a huge, huge influence in my life. I don't think I'd be doing what I would, what I am doing today in this workflow if it wasn't for Brett. So defining bodies and other figure drawing classes has been been a huge inspiration as well. As I'm also very tuned to that kind of figurative, figurative drawing and the ghosts of things that haunt us was kind of a way of, you know, trying to capture you know the trauma, the joy, the dread, the existential everything you know, to kind of have those portraits be a space where people can, you know, go in and see themselves in the figure and kind of deal with their own baggage as they work through that. And I very much like having the underpainting, the underdrawing shine through. Like, I don't want to kind of clean up that. I want the 
the bones of the drawing to be visible through the the final product. In a lot of ways, I try to see that as kind of symbolically showing those anxieties, the traumas, all the things that live beneath the surface. So I try to paint figures in a way where people will um, respond to them in their own way and kind of through their own lens of seeing themselves in those stories and also seeing other people's stories and the portraits and the art that I make. I love that. And I love the, I love that that work is exploring the human condition. And um, Brett, I, I I saw you pause. I think you want yeah. to say something. I was going to say one of the things that kind that kind of unites the two of us is that we're both trying very hard to capture and express the full spectrum of the human experience, like every part of it, like the good and the bad. And you're a great pair to do it. <laughs> Uh, I just I love working with both of you in the different capacities that we've worked at Art Lab. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited for collaboration today. Um, now, Richard, I mentioned that um, Brett mentioned that uh, they have a show coming up. And what do you have on your plate coming up that our listeners might want to hear about? Um, a whole bunch of shows, and a lot of them are kind of in flux and waiting waiting to hear back, and I'm going to be traveling as much as I can for some markets over the next couple months. My big local ones um, are coming up in August. There's a group show curated by Jocelyn Matthews of the Eat Art Collective in Johnson City, and there's going to be a group show of that at the Arts Depot in August, and there's also a... Uh, um, Neo-Appalachian Art Market at Wolf Hills on August 6th. And I'm sure I'll do some local stuff before that. You can catch me at Wolf Hills Brewery um, fairly regularly in the Farmer's Market and, you know, the Art Lab more and more as the the weeks go by. But um, I would say best place to check my schedule since it is so in flux is the richardgravesart.com or, you know, follow on social media or um, check it out because it is in flux. But those will be my two big August things for the summer um, is the Eat Art at Arts Depot and Neo-Appalachian Art Market at Wolf Hills on August 6th. Sounds like your summer is already pretty packed. <laughs> right. That's good. That's a good sign for an artist. Um, so we can find you on uh, online at richardgravesart.com and your Instagram handle? Sir Pounce. And that's S-E-R-P-O-U-N-C-E. It is, yes. And to go see Brett's work, you can find Brett at brettpunkart.com. And Brett, your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is just at brettpunk. Uh, two T's in Brett. That's right. So definitely, if you're not familiar with Brett or Richard's work, do check them out. Um uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. So find them on Instagram or uh, on their websites online. And as a reminder, you're listening to WEHC 90.7 FM, and this is Art Speaks, a program presented by the William King Museum of Art. And I'm here with Brett Cook and Richard Graves, and they are local artists here today to talk about their work with a very unique art challenge and an exhibition that is resulting from it. So you all in February uh, unleashed a, a really fun art challenge. This was called the Hashtag Pounce Punk 22 Art Challenge. Uh, this was on social media, and this was a call for artists to follow a prompt every day to create art and share it. 
Um, I participated in this. I had a lot of fun. I found this to be a really good challenge to get back into making art regularly. Uh, And I would just love for you to expand on how you came up with this challenge, what drove you to create the challenge, and how you set this in motion. Well, I think kind of it started as an idea, you know, Brett and myself have, um, you know, worked so closely together at shows and through the figure drawing group, but this was kind of the first time of us doing a project together. So we sat down and kind of talked about what the intention would be for it. And the, you know, idea itself, the bare bones idea isn't that original. There's a lot of prompt lists and a lot of artists sharing, but we wanted to do one that had... that was open to everyone but had a regional focus and was kind of focused on where our art intersected and we wanted it to be as stress-free and fun as possible and the goal was to um, really connect with folks. February is a really hard month to be making a career as an artist. There's not a lot of events even in a normal year, especially this past year in the past couple Februarys. Um, so I think a lot of times people are stuck in home. You know, there's a big one in, in Inktober in, Oct- in uh, Inktober in October, but there wasn't really one around February. There wasn't a lot going on in the art scene that's so busy year round. We wanted to have a project together and we wanted to do something that kind of felt like it had an organizing um, organizing part to it too, where we would get folks to, you know, have an opportunity or an excuse to make art together. And we very much wanted it to be a community thing. And I'd say it's fair to say we were both pretty amazed and pleased, um, you know, with, with the results. We are the co-hosts, but we said we very much wanted it not to be so much about us, but about anyone that wanted to participate to any degree. And that could be someone only doing, you know, one or two prompts when they had time or some other folks did absolutely every single one. And um, that was kind of our goal is to have a thing that people could come around and participate in a way that made them feel comfortable and be able to grow as artists and to feel connected to a community in, in February. And I, I think um, I think it was Brett who mentioned. I was talking to you all before we started the show. He had mentioned that this this was it was key that not just let's say formally trained artists participate in this, but that anybody participate, whether or not they identify as a quote unquote artist. Um, yeah, we wanted it open to everybody. Anybody who wanted to give it a try, like it wasn't for any specific medium or any specific, I want to say subject matter. The subject matter varied based on the prompts, but it could be, they could be interpreted any way that they wanted to be. And yeah, we didn't care what you worked with, what your experience was or whatever, just so long as you were making and creating alongside us. And how about the participants? This started on social media, but I know that you had participants that were maybe didn't participate online, but were participating only on Facebook or only on Instagram, sharing there. Uh, was this mostly local artists, or how far did this challenge reach? We had a whole bunch of international artists, um, you know, a good mix of professional artists and folks who had, like, I haven't painted or drawn in years. I decided to give it a try. It was a blast. Um, You know, as far as mediums go, we had sketches, finished work. We had jewelers, um, dancers, body art, makeup. 
um, audio. There was kind of all kinds of directions that went through, and there was a good mix of local people. We wanted it to very much feel like this is coming from a lot of the work and excitement that's coming out of our Appalachia region. But at the same time, we wanted to have it open for absolutely everyone. And we've connected with some incredible, you know, people online from other countries. And it was about as, you know, wildly diverse and spread out as far as participants um, than we could have asked for. And that was one of the hopes and goals for it. So I felt like it was a bit big success in, in that sense. I can see that. And it, as an artist, it's really exciting just to encounter other folks who have similar interests and views as you. Uh, so it's, it's even it's an even bigger uh, celebration when you find someone who's overseas. And they seem so far away. And thanks to social media, you can connect with them so easily. Um, how about the benefits that you have reaped from coordinating or organizing this challenge or that you're seeing other artists are benefiting from? I would say the, I would kind of echo a little bit. I, I would say it would definitely be the people that got in touch with Brett and myself and say, I haven't created in a long time. You know, I forgot how much I enjoyed this. I needed an excuse. It's been a hard start to the end. We've got tons of messages from all different perspectives of people that had a really invaluable experience and a handful of people that have messaged since then that have said, you know, after this challenge ended, I was in such a workflow of creating, um, you know, I've still been writing poems or I've been doing a lot more collage work or I feel more connected to the community. I think hearing from the people that were encouraged to express themselves from, from art and be encouraged to continually to do that and to kind of grow, I think that's where I saw the the biggest benefit of it. I think it built a little community too, where we kind of have become friends with some of the artists that were participating alongside of us. And there were a, a couple people that like went off and made their own discord group that do weekly prompts and have been since Pounce Punk ended. And that's been fun to see. And it was just cool to see everybody just inspiring each other and lifting each other up and, you know, complimenting each other's works and things like that. And just seeing really the di the diverse way that everyone interpreted the prompts and used their own media, because sometimes you get stuck in a rut of just doing what you're used to or accustomed to working with. And it's nice to see other people's work so you can kind of break out of that and be like, oh, I can do that. That's cool. I'll speak again from experience participating, but Going off of that, you were talking about building a sense of community. I I really appreciated being pushed to kind of – you kind of get pushed to a vulnerable place. Of, um, so many times as an artist, you it, you can get trapped in uh, perfectionism and <laughs> not wanting to show work that you're not totally happy with or not wanting to finish work that you think has been failing. Um, and I think what was great about this challenge is that like you said, you're creating or you're building upon a community that's really supportive and interested not just in your perfect finished piece, but in the struggles and failures you have along the way. And so it was really uh, satisfying to participate in the challenge uh, on the days when the work wasn't so great, because uh, it, it does force you to be disciplined, but it also um, helps you stay connected to your community in a more um, honest and authentic way. I would say absolutely. Um, yeah, I would. I would agree with that. So this is this challenge is 
the challenge itself is over. The project itself is not quite done yet, as you're going to have um, selections from the challenge on on exhibit in Art Lab. But I'm curious, is there anything you would change or add to this challenge in the future? I think one of the big things we want to try for, and it was something you had initially suggested that we just didn't really get together in time for, is to have some in-person meetups like at the art lab or at an open studio somewhere where a bunch of us can get together and work on a specific prompt or, you know, just get together and get to know one one another and work together on things. I think that would be a really cool thing to do next year. We definitely want to see it grow. Um, You know, one of the many options we have for the future is I think it would be really great to have some type of sponsorship from it because we want to keep it free. And also it's incredibly hard to make a living like Brett and I are trying to do in February. So sponsorship would be a great option if there happen to be any businesses or people looking to connect to an amazing close-knit community of local artists. Um, But, uh, you know, a lot of it we see is kind of a group collaborative project and want to see where it goes. We would like more participants, but we also want people, well, we want it to feel as close knit and for people to um, have their work and practice celebrated, you know, as much as possible. So, um, you know, ideally this will be a um, annual thing that we can host. I definitely think we want to get some information out a lot earlier so people can plan and we can approach the marketing differently. But, um, you know, that's something we're going to be talking about over the next couple months and, you know, try to see how can we grow it while still keeping true to the original intention of building a community and celebrating each other's work and encouraging each other. I'm definitely excited to see where this goes, Um, starting from a daily art challenge for one month, growing to community projects like like you said, Brett, meeting in person, having collectives come together and make art together. having the final works being shown multiple places around the region. It's really exciting to see how this this kind of um, project can grow. So the social media challenge has ended, but now the hashtag PouncePunk22 collection, uh, some of the some of this uh, art has been curated by uh, Richard and Brett and will be up in Art Lab from May 16th through June 30th. So we're, we're right around the corner getting ready to, uh, to start putting that work on the wall. Um, tell me, how did you go about curating from the challenge submissions? You had thousands of um, posts to choose from, quite a number of artists, and I know uh, sometimes it's hard to pick a favorite or um, to, to whittle uh, things down into a curated show. So what were, what were some of the challenges and how did you address that? I think the way we started it off was we wanted to start with local and regional people who participated first, um, particularly people that we knew from from figure drawing and other other groups and things. Uh, so we started with them. We cast a really wide net, looked at everything that was on Instagram. Uh, we didn't we didn't really do too much outside of Instagram. Um, so that helped a little bit. And then from there, it was basically like pulling teeth where we were just like, well, which piece from this person do we like the most? Or which piece from this prompt was our particular favorite? Does that sound right? Yeah, and there was at least one 
marathon work session where we sat down with our sketchbooks and phones and said, we need to get through the last little bit this afternoon, whatever that looks like. Uh, um, kind of going back to what you said, we wanted the art lab show to be representative of the project too. So we very much wanted to consider the sketchbooks, the rough work, something unfinished as much as other pieces. And when reaching out to people to get pieces in there, they're like, oh, that was just a sketchbook or something. We're like, yeah, but that's, you know, based on the guidelines that we talked through and the hours and hours and hours of debate, you know, we feel like this piece is representative of the show. You know, we love it. That's why we want it in it. So it was very much kind of picking pieces that showed off um, how eclectic that was and all the all the different ways of participants, mediums, um, you know, ideas, how wildly different and interesting things were. So this will truly be a display of uh, art looking into the minds of the creative, the creative process, uh, the process of exploration and failure, and truly from start at the sketchbook to finished work. Absolutely. Yeah. And kind of celebrating all of that and celebrating the amateur artists along with the professional artists. You know, there is so much talent in this region. Um, and I think that's a really ex makes it a really exciting time to be an artist here. But I think one of the things that stands out is how supportive of it is of bringing other people in, encouraging them. You know, art isn't just for people with professional experience or degrees or, you know, job in an arts field or, or anything. You know, I've I feel like we want to see our community kind of uplifted from art in every way possible. And this was a project that was hoping to kind of tap into that and encourage that kind of collaborative, creative um, economy here in this region and that collaborative community as well. That's couldn't have said it better myself. That's a perfect description. And uh, I'm happy to host this uh, curated collection in Art Lab. Again, this is going to be up from May 16th through June 30th, so be sure to come by and see us. Art Lab is the building adjacent to the William Key Museum, and this is just the, I feel this is a great spot for this collection to start. Art Lab really believes and supports artists in all capacities and believes that um, art is for everyone, whether or not you are formally educated, whether or not you think you are a creative person, um, it doesn't matter if you're the drawing that you make is a stick figure. It is your creation. Um, so I say you try something new or do more of what you love. And that's definitely what this challenge displays. So thank you so much, Richard and Brett. Thank you. Thank you. And if anyone's listening, um, you know, and doesn't want to wait till February 2023 and hadn't heard about this project, use that prompt list, um, you know, feel free to, you know, use it year round or to jump on or do the challenge late, still use the hashtag and tag us. We would love, love to see that. But, um, you know, like you said, even though the February 2022 is over, we're hoping the project continues and can stay benefiting the the community and anyone that wants to participate absolutely the the prompts there's endless endless inspiration there and as a reminder you can find brett at brettpunkart.com or at brettpunk on instagram and you can find richard at richardgravesart.com or sir pounce on instagram thank you all so much for joining me today thank you
Thank you.